0: on welcome to around the ACL it's Michelle Thompson here with Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione and we have an event this weekend i'm so excited to watch this event it's in Winter Haven Florida and if you don't know Florida has a few good players over there. so
1: Only a few. We, Only just a
0: few. a few. So no <laughs> surprise that we did sell out for this one because lots of elite talent over there in Florida. Can't wait to get into that. We also have some news around the league. We're going to do a little a review of the ACL team's broadcast schedule and, of course, uh, our buy or sell. But we also have a special guest interview with Kyle Malone, who just had a big win yes. at shoot shootout. So got good stuff coming up here. Can't wait to get into it. Any exciting cornhole things we need to know about before we dive in from this weekend? Anybody get to play? Anthony, did you play?
1: Nothing worth mentioning. Um, a lot of home stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of home stuff. About to knock down a wall for uh, for my my son. He just turned thirteen, so it's like, all right, the kid's starting to get a little bigger. You know, there's a r- empty room next door, so we're gonna I'm gonna knock the wall out and kind of make one two small rooms. One bigger room for him. Uh, mm. He's still in a bunk bed, you know. He's like, he loved that thing, and now he's like, I need to get out of this bunk bed. I'm, I'm tired of going <laughs> up and down the stairs. I'm like, I thought you were gonna say that like two years ago, man. He's like, I'm ready to get out of this bunk bed. So it's, uh, so we're we're prepping prepping for uh for that. It should be pretty quick. Just it's not a supporting wall, so we'll just knock it down, and and uh, his room will just get twice as big. So he'll he'll be pumped.
0: Man, we're gonna take out walls here too, but they're all, of course, load bearing, so it's a much larger. Yeah, a
1: little bit hard. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Trey, any exciting news?
2: Nothing. I did something. I I did something for the first time I haven't done in like almost a year. It was like eight months. I fired up a video game console this weekend.
1: Oh, Harry Potter
2: game came out. I played that. Oh, I've been hearing a
1: lot about that. Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how much of the cornhole community. As soon as I said that, like I got so many people reaching out, like. What are you doing this? How are you doing this? I was like, I didn't realize how many gamers the Cornell community had. So there there's are. a lot. There's a, there's lot, a lot of lot. gamers. Now I was also hundreds. maybe I was also maybe prepping for the release of this AC. Oh, game.
0: okay. So there, this I did is play again, but I
2: did. I sh- I just I just shot myself in the foot because now I'm gonna get 25 more messages about the release date. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I don't mean it's to brag funny. or anything, but but uh, I was pretty good at the Harry Potter game for my GameCube back in the day. Uh, oh. I, I did beat it. Um uh, just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, You'd- crazy gamer over here. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The, the, gaming the only gaming I mess with is, uh, cause cause I have this once I'm in, I'm in, you know, it's like, and then I, yeah. I can't, I can't deal with sucking. So now I'm like, yeah, you know, if I, this is going back like 15 years ago, so I realized I need to just walk away from gaming. Cause I, it, it just consumes me. I want to be better. So the only time I game now is with my kid. And he's like, Dad, you want to play Fortnite? And I'm like, I'm so terrible at that game. But I'm like, Yeah, I do want to play Fort, you know, it's fun just to kind of to yeah. to do that with him. And and then I found myself just sucking so bad every once in a while. I'd be like, All right, I'm gonna get in and practice my builds real quick. So he'll he'll be impressed <laughs> next time we play. And then I'm just so terrible, it doesn't get me better. I'm like, I'm done playing this, I'm just gonna suck.
2: We do, do a lot stay of Mario away party from over here. Yeah, I stay away from the FPS, like the Call of Duty, Fortnite. I stay away from all those because you have to grind. It's like Cornhole. You have to grind at those games nonstop if you want to be any way decent. And I I just. No doubt. Yeah.
0: I can get down to Mario Kart.
1: (laughs) I I do love some Mario Kart, though. I do love some Mario Kart. Actually, one time, um, I'm like, bro, I suck. I was like, hey. Sarah Cassidy's really good at this game. Let me see if she's on. So we hit up Sarah and she's like, yeah, I'll jump on. So he played with Sarah in a match real quick. And she's awesome. She's awesome at that game. So he was like, oh, she's much better than you. I was like, yes, she is, man. That's why I, <laughs> that's why I called in reinforcements, man.
0: what <laughs> yes, we got to do. Phone well, a friend. Yeah, phone a friend when you yeah, need no to. Doubt. It's fine. <laughs> all right, all. let's get into our uh, open coming up this weekend in Winter Haven, Florida. Like I mentioned before, we are sold out in doubles, uh, singles as well, Trey.
2: Oh, uh, we are sold out in both singles and doubles. Yes. Yeah.
0: Singles and doubles. All right. Who are you looking at, Jay?
2: Oh man, this is uh, it's a tough field. It is a, a stacked field. When I looked at this, I just kept, I'm like going through the list. You, you know, you go through that, you're leading to the registration list. You're like, Oh, 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 oh. It, like you just keep hitting name after name, after name. I mean, I think for a lot of reasons, all eyes will be on players from the state of Florida just because they're, you know, they're in their home territory. It's it's one of the toughest places to play in the country. They've had a lot of success recently. You know, we talk about Alex Rawls. You guys know we've been talking about him. I've been talking about him being a, a top five player in the world, maybe a number one player in the world in my mind right now. Um, you got Cheyenne Bubenheim, obviously, who's, who's, who continues to dominate, even though, you know, she's throwing different bags, Kyle Malone, who we'll have on a little bit talking about his recent success. So there's going to be, I mean, even guys like Zach Schibner, who's a, you know, mm-hmm. about someone that's a rookie coming in, he's, he's got an opportunity to make a really big splash. So we're just, you know, we're trying to look through all these different guys, um, that, that could make, make some really deep runs. Um, but then you're going to also have your, your, your tried and trues. They're going to be there. The guys are going to be there. Jamie Graham's going to be there. Mark Richard's going to be there. Um, you know, really a lot of the top names, I felt like in the past couple opens or like the past open that we had in New Mexico, we were kind of looking to identify some of these different players. Well, this isn't the case They're no. They pop off the page, right? They pop off the page. So, um, you know, The mix of of some really top Southeast talent, some really tough talent from across the country is going to make this a really, really tough one. And I'm excited because I really feel like it's a clash of a lot of people who we've been talking about. This is the first opportunity to get them all together in the same spot. I mentioned Malone and Rawls, right? We mentioned Guy, Graham, all those guys. But then you're even getting... People like Jack and Jake Gore, who I've been talking about, had a really incredible run at some conference events, who have been absolutely deadly. Hopefully they show up, but we're also, you know, we also, Anthony, talked a little bit about Sammy Soto and Justin Jr., right? They are gonna make the trip out here, hopefully. They they were they ghosted us last time. They (laughs) ghosted ghosted us. (laughs) Um, so we're gonna see them. We're gonna see you know Fisher Hamilton again, we're gonna see. Um, again, Mark Richards, Philip Lopez, the best players in the world from last season. So this feels like, this does feel a little bit different in comparison to all the other opens, because at least from my perspective, it's like, it feels almost like a national type of talent pool. Now you're still going to have your plenty of amateur players that are going to give some people some, some deeper runs and things of that nature. But in, in all honesty, it is. You know, uh, it, it's going to be a really, really tough field. I'm excited. There's so many different storylines to look at, but in the end, it's going to be a battle of the Titans.
0: Absolutely. Not to put you on the spot, Trey, but do you know how many make it to tier one?
2: Um, It's 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 probably an even 128, I, I think maybe. Okay. Um, They probably do two brackets of 128, but I'm not. Josh Keck's got that, that math all out there. I maybe maybe just- it's
0: wondering because there's so many people on this list like we're going to probably see some people we wouldn't expect in a tier two and something
2: like this but oh yeah well we'll, not only are we going to know the tier one champions we'll know the
1: tier two champions pretty well (laughs)
2: that's
0: (laughs) what i'm thinking yeah with this all right anthony what are your thoughts
1: yeah just talking about singles uh just out of the gate here so some interesting things that i i wanted to point out um right out of the gate. I see every top ten player on here except for Tony Smith. Now I see him in doubles. So you said Trey, it sold out. Maybe Tony Smith didn't make the registration cut. Might not have. Yeah. Let uh, for we'll just kind of take him out. Otherwise, we have every top ten player in the league. That's March Rick, Mark Richards, Alec Rawls, Alex Rawls, Matt Guy, Graham Halbert, Holland Almanza, Harball Davis all of them in the field uh in this one. And I thought this was interesting too. If we go back last year and we, so we've completed seven open events, right? Let's look to last year's seven open events. Every winner was different. We never had a repeat. Guy, Smith, Almanza, Hicks, Renner, now Bald uh, Bubenheim, Rawls, and Richards. Seven different winners, seven opens. If we look to this year, the same thing. And none of them repeated Last year you got Graham, Allen, Ryan, Windsor, uh, Rawls, Hamilton, Getty. So it was last year at open number eight where we first we had our first repeat winner. Matt guy won number one. He won number number eight. So if history repeats itself, do we get a repeat winner here at open number eight? But I thought that was pretty interesting that we just keep seeing different people show up in the championship in winning this thing. Uh, I thought that one was pretty unique. Um, I have kind of a a cluster of due for a big win. I feel like Noah Wooten is due for a big singles win. It's about time. It's been a while at a national level, right? Alex Hicks had already had one at this point last year. He ended up with three by the end of the season. Where's Alex Hicks? I feel like he's due for a big win. Birchfield, Lopez, who we we always connect him to Richards and doubles. I think this guy is due for a big singles win. Uh, keep an eye on him. Jordan Power, I mean, he kind of was like, This big hot thing at the beginning of last season. Don't know what happened, but I feel like Jordan power. If he's the Jordan power, we were talking about at the beginning of last season. He's due for a big win. Both Gore, the the, both Gore kids. Jackson seems to be playing out playing Jake at this point. Now he is coming off of an injury. Got attacked by a dog or something. But anyways, he's been, he's been out of commission for a week. He's coming back. Interesting to see. I feel like he's due for a big singles win. Of course, we got to throw in Kyle Malone now. He just had the shootout win. Um, but at, like in this format, at a national level, no surprise if Malone comes out. And then the same thing with uh, with Justin Bruton, Burton Jr. I feel like all those guys are due uh, for a big singles win. I have a couple where it's like, where are you at? Cody Henderson, where are you at in singles? Adam Hissner, Leston Allen. Do you remember when Leston Allen was like the new hot yeah. shit like two years ago, Trey? And he was putting up insane numbers where's leston allen and he still puts up great numbers i i just i just want to see these three guys you know where are you at i feel like they could come in and win it and it wouldn't be a surprise it would be like okay there they are it was about time um and then the making moves list i kind of threw a category of like making moves and that list is pretty long We've, we keep talking about jeremy frazier Trey. could he come out and do something here like getty did right Hunter Thorne came out really hot at the beginning of the season in both singles and doubles at the beginning of the open season. Um, Logan Chamberlain is, is making moves. Purser. We talked about Sammy Soto at the last one. He's making moves. Uh, Jeremiah Hector, Alan Rawls and Kingsbury, both out of Florida making moves. Could they come in here and actually surprise us all with an open win? And then Morales for me is making moves. As well as Timmy Jonas, we haven't really been talking about Timmy Jonas, but I've been paying quite a bit of attention to this guy. This dude is grinding, and his game is getting better and better. And my last one, Mieshan Singles. I feel like all these guys should be in deep runs. We've been talking about how good they are. I expect deep runs in a really competitive field like this. You got Poitras, Trzinski, Shermerhorn, Ryan. Continue your deep runs, Hamilton, Zockline, James Baldwin. Come on, Maudlin, Canba. Brett guy. And then I would like to see someone like a, an Adrian Johnson. We see him so much all the time, always making great shots, right? You always look good when you come back and do highlight cuts, you know, you look like the best thing on the planet, but I'm seeing some of his numbers, seeing some of his stats. I mean, let's go. Where's Adrian Johnson in a deep run finally in a national broadcast. I'd like to see that from him.
0: That would be awesome. Like you, you can't help but cheer for the guy he's he's so easy to root for Uh, we uh, i was asking trey before have we seen uh bella and kingfisher play together yet as a as a doubles
1: i want to say once maybe but she's definitely been mixing up her partners and he's not traveling as much uh if it happened i think it was just once okay
2: yeah and, and looking at this there's there's some interesting like i thought in this particular one we're we're right up against the start of the pro national season. We have one more open before that national season begins, and I'm saying to myself, right, I'm still seeing not not even close to a hundred percent of these pro teams throwing with their committed pro partner. They're yes. all like, there's a lot that are throwing with different partners, and it's and it's a little bit surprising to me. And some of these names are going to surprise a lot of people, right? So I go through. There's 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 plenty of people throwing together. Um, as I go down this, Rob Vajanov and Alec Ryan, Philip Lopez and Nico Morellas are thrown together. Um, here's a a really interesting one Um, Gavin Cano
1: and Mark Richards. Yes, what in the world is that? Like, well, Richard, like you just said, Richards and Lopez are both in the field, but they choose to go and mix it up with a different partner, and Cano. Hey, hey. I, I, what are they going to throw? Hey, we've been talking about Richard's roll bag. What happens when you put an actual roll bag in his hand?
2: Oh, because you know, Anthony. you know, they're
1: coming out with, you know, oh, they're coming I out with those wizards. Oh, my you know God.
2: <laughs> Noah Almanza and Devin Harbaugh. I like that. Noah I like and, that. This is Brett another Guy? weird one.
0: Brett Guy, Kobe Costanza.
2: Brett Guy, Kobe Costanza. Yes. I was yes. like, that is. You know, some of these I look all the way through again. Justin Burton Jr., Sammy Soto. We talk about them. I, I really think they're gonna they're gonna surprise a lot of people. Uh, but but roll out the red carpet from the Thompson household to the Winter Haven Open for Eric <laughs> Davis, yeah. Fisher Hamilton. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Eric Davis, Fisher Hamilton. I know we were gonna wait until the end of the show, but Michelle doesn't need to give a hot take this week. That's that's who That's who Michelle's taking as her hot take pick. I can guarantee you that at the end of the year. So <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just – there was a, to me – oh, and then Logan Chamberlain yes. and Ryan Wiedenfeld was kind of the last one. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that there's so many different players kind of going in weird directions with their, with their partnerships this close to the pro season.
0: It is a strange idea. I don't know if people are just – wanting to play with different people maybe even scouting for future partners for the pro season for seasons to come. I don't know. I don't get it. Seems like an odd choice, but we shall see how it all plays out. All right, let's get into some news hey, around Bish, the league. Real quick,
1: just if I yeah. can say a couple things about doubles. So, um yeah. you mentioned field with Chamberlain. So, field Smith coming off of this shootout championship together off the broadcast. Smith is in the field. I'm pretty sure it's him. It says Ryan Smith but it's with Jamie Fincham. That one, is that the Ryan Smith that we know? Or is that, there's not a lot of Ryan Smith that play this game.
2: No, that, that would make sense because Jamie Fincham is from the same area of
1: Virginia that Ryan Smith is from. So there you go. They're just come off a big win and then they're splitting up for the open. So I thought I thought that was interesting. But since you covered the shakeups, let me just cover the committed pros real quick, Misha. Um, we got Thorne and Wooten in this. Wooten won open number three with Almanza. I think it's time. And we saw Hunter make really good runs and singles. He took third in singles at open number one. He was second in his bracket at open number five. They could be one of those really tough doubles teams that not everybody is talking about. Um, Trzinski and Smith, they've had some success so far this season. They've got a fourth place and a fifth place. Open four, open five. They could come out and win this thing. Shermerhorn and Neistat also have had a couple good turnouts. Open number two and five. Kyle Malone is hot it's kind of crazy to say it, but remember how hot Jimmy humans was at the beginning of last season. Can Kyle Malone carry Jimmy to a doubles tournament? win? I know it's crazy to say, but Hey, that's, that's the reality of where we're at. It was funny because we come off of last season. Jimmy humans was kind of the hot shit and he was looking for his new partner. And it was like, Ooh, who's going to be lucky to, to, t- to partner up with Jimmy humans, Kyle Malone coming in. I kind of feel like Jimmy humans is lucky to have Kyle Malone. Am I talking <laughs> yeah. crazy here? Trey, Am I no, no, crazy? I, I, and I, but if you asked Jimmy,
2: he'd say the same thing.
1: <laughs> he probably <laughs> would. He probably would. That's my guy. He would, uh, he, he would agree. He would agree. Uh, yeah. And then just to wrap it up, Misha, obviously Matt guy and Jamie Graham um, haven't won one yet. They have three opens together. Three good finishes is the time they finally get the win. And then Hissner Henderson again on the doubles. We don't get Cody out very often. He doesn't show up on the registration lift uh, list often. So we're going to get him this week with Hissner. I'd love to see a, I'd love to see a good run and maybe just say, Hey, we're back on the map in this game.
0: Absolutely. All right. Going into news around the league. We had two events this past weekend. We had the mid South conference event in singles. Matt guy took the win in doubles. Matt and Brett guy took the win. We also had the South Dakota state championship for doubles. Ruben, Ruben Martinez and Lonnie Williams took the win and for singles, Matt Ryan. So congrats to all those guys. Uh, anything you want to add in? Did you guys get to catch
2: any of this or or follow it at all? Uh, I didn't get to watch any of it, but I kind of, I saw some stat at readouts and some things that from Matt guy. And it's like, you know, to an extent, sometimes we've, we've, we overlook him. And sometimes we, 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 it feels like some years we're like, this guy's never going to lose anything. And then other years we kind of completely forget about him. But Sometimes I'm just in, in in awe about the number of bags that Matt Guy can put in the hole in some of these events. I mean, it's yeah. absolutely outrageous. Yes, there are other players that are going to execute at a higher strategy. Yes, there are players yeah. that are going to beat Matt Guy this season, and 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 he's going to have multiple losses in the loss column this year. But man, does a guy put bags in the hole? Now, I do want to I haven't thrown the bag yet but he did throw a different bag this weekend than he has ever thrown before. And I don't know if that's going to be a permanent bag change. He's throwing the fire cornhole flame
1: flame. Yeah.
2: I have not I don't know anything about it the flame. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. So um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here. Maybe, maybe he's throwing carpet with Cheyenne now.
0: Is that what the flame <laughs> is? Is it carpet? No, no. Come on. I, I, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, just,
1: I'm just saying, <laughs> I, just I don't know anything more, about it yeah.
0: Poking at Cheyenne, nah, but I got
1: it. I, I think you're on point there, Trey. I mean, I don't. How can you argue argue that anybody throws more bags in the hole than Matt Guy? He is the king of running bags. We know yeah. how to beat Matt Guy, and it is not trying to run bags with him. So yeah. clearly, he is the best at that. I did get a little peek of some of the bracket, just uh, kind of going back and forth with uh, Derek King on some stuff, and. Derek King looking nice. I I know we talk a lot about where is Derek King and, you know, he succeeds in doubles, but he is working on a hundred percent working on the mental side of the game for him. The guy can throw at an elite level. He's just trying to get the mental side at an elite level. And he's, he's putting himself in more blind draws. He's putting himself in more local events to work through that. And he was putting up some really good stats, uh, looking through some of those brackets. I just wanted to to mention that in one game, I think it was against, um, I think it was big time. Bob Vonch. He threw like a like a 10-8 over like 20 rounds or something like that. Derek King. So um, wow. I'd love to see him, you know, come back story really come back as as a as a threat in this league uh, in both singles and doubles. So
0: okay. All right. Let's go into the ACL teams broadcast schedule review. Uh, we've got our first uh, broadcast coming up in Texas at the kickoff battle. The first broadcast will be the Aviators versus the Bully Baggers, and the second broadcast will be the Maze versus the Coasters. What are your thoughts, Trey?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I think it was a good opportunity for us to just kind of talk through some of these big teams matchups that are going to happen throughout the year. Because this year, unlike teams, teams, there's going to be plenty of streaming going on with teams throughout the year. But I think it's really cool. There's going to be eight broadcasts throughout the regular season highlighting these different teams games, right? These teams are going to go head to head for a chance. We have playoffs this year. You got you to be in the top eight to make the playoffs. If you're not top eight, you don't make the playoffs the final bracket. The two semifinals will be uh, in the playoffs. Will be, um, you know, the, the the division championships will be on CBS Sports Network, and then the finals on CBS and CBS Sports Network as well. So it's going to be an exciting season to teams. We obviously have the draft, but yeah, for, first kickoff battle in in Texas. Um, my eyes immediately get drawn to the fact that the bully baggers are going to be able to play a home game. Right, I mean that's kind of the one of the cool parts that I think is that
1: okay you're yeah. gonna
2: have yeah you're gonna have the Ohio Aviators playing right. in Corpus Christi against the Texas Bully Baggers. So I'm really excited and almost want to challenge the you know the the Texas crowd. They they always talk about how great of a Texas crowd that they bring. Well, this is an opportunity to bring that Texas crowd onto onto an ESPN or uh, sorry onto a a CBS court. So um, this is gonna be it's gonna be big. So. Um, yeah, Aviators, you know, interested to see. We had that big trade coming out. If you if you can believe it, people forget that Jeremy Shermerhorn was traded for Carson Getty and Gabe Dolan. So you got an open winner if you're the Ohio Oopsie. Aviators. Yeah, paired alongside Trey Birchfield, Noah Almanza. Um, that team is shaping up to be a really strong one. But they're going up against a really, really deep. Texas team. I mean, they are rooted in Texas. They got great chemistry. They're going to be fun to watch. Uh, Eddie Grindersley, Caleb Batson, AJ Sims, Deborah Odom, Dylan Turpin. I mean, a lot of these top, top players on this Texas team from the state of Texas. So, um, you know, excited to watch that one. The other one is the Maze and the Coasters. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting one because it's really going to show us out of the gate immediately how does this team. You know how do these two teams fare? Because the Mays were my lowest graded team as far as the team composition goes. The Coasters were one of my highest pre-Berkeley pair Jordan-Camba trade. So, But in my mind, it's really one of the top teams for my early draft grades going against one of my lowest draft grades. So I want to see if there's going to be that big differential in what we're expecting. So, um, so yeah, I think the kickoff battle is certainly going to bring some energy and I'm excited for it to see a home game for Texas.
0: Cool. The next one is the Cornhole Mania in Pennsylvania with the High Rollers and the Ringers and the Burn versus the Woodchucks. Anthony, what do you think?
1: Yeah, so Rollers-Ringers, uh, really a close matchup, I think. I- I'm going to give the slight edge, though, to the Ringers. Um, the High Rollers are putting a lot of faith in Alan Rawls as their second overall pick. He simply needs to perform, and he has shown in specific occasions that he could be a second-pick level talent, but he's got to do that really consistently. Tyson Costanza for the high rollers. I assume they're going to partner up. Tyson felt a little bit early in the draft. Um, but to me, the high rollers five through 10 pick is where their strength is and where I think they're going to win or lose this one. So that's going to be, uh, that one's going to be important for them, Mish. And then the burn woodchucks. I'll kind of just roll into that one because I think that was the same category. Um, the burn's extremely ultra heavy. Uh, and maybe that's good for camaraderie. Uh, we'll have to see, but they're definitely all a lot of them on the same brand or squad. Um, they have a, a strong one-two pick in Holland and Reynolds. It's the middle of their draft to me that was really good. Um, overall, I like their team. Um the Woodchucks is either going to be like an unexpected brilliance from Jimmy Humans or yeah, Jimmy Humans, or like a C-grade team. Um, I will say Shipner is showing second round worthiness out of the gate, but the season is long. I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling that as a second round pick. Malone's certainly living up to his number 1 pick. Um but what does Jimmy Humans and the Woodchucks get um for their number 4 to the end is really the big question mark because it got a little weird in there. But again, Jimmy Humans might have some brilliance in there that we're not all seeing.
0: Absolutely. Then we got the bag brawl in Oregon. The first broadcast is Freeze versus Timber and the second one the Sliders versus the Spinners. Trey, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think these. This is kind of a a matchup of a couple. Both these broadcasts, right? Nobody's got a home field advantage. I think for the most part, everybody was around the same grade, right? So to me, this doesn't feel like any one of these four teams is going to jump out and 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 get a huge win or anything like that. It doesn't feel lopsided to me. Um, In particular, the sliders versus the spinners is kind of interesting to me. When I was kind of looking through a lot of the some with some exception the the spinners in their wake were, were a lot of slide the bag in the hole type of players. And the sliders of, I mean, the, sorry, the sliders are kind of have built themselves a team of, of carpet bags and rolling around in big shots. And the spinners are kind of slide the bag in the hole. So maybe kind of a contrast in styles um, will be certainly interesting to watch. Um, uh, but if, if anything, Anthony's going to talk a little bit about the last one, but I'm particularly interested in the final chase where we kind of get how we started the season the Marauders are going to get a home game as that that last uh, huh. final chase gonna be in Michigan this year.
0: Yeah, against the Cali Slingers. Thanks for that. The finals <laughs> chase over there in Michigan. Marauders versus Slingers and Colonels versus Cutters. Anthony, what do you think?
1: Yeah, the the, the, the Slingers. So Alec Ryan, Travis Purser, and Sasueta. They go one, two, three. Um, Ryan and purser were hot at the time at the time of the draft and they were really anticipated as standout rookies. They need to stay hot and they got to live up to the exp- expectation of their 1-2 pick for the Slingers to be successful. Uh the Marauders I- I'm going to give them the slight edge in this matchup. You know, does the Shermerhorn trade paid off? We talked you just talked about that with with Getty uh is really going to be a big question. Their 11 12 13 14 is going to be the key to me. They go Jared Kufis at 11, who really has shown that he could outplay as 11. Sanchez, Walter made it all the way to the 13th pick. Uh, And then Day, you know, coming in as a rookie, but an OG in this game. I think if those guys can play ahead of their potential, which I think they can, that's going to be the key uh, for the Marauders. Um, But the second one, the Colonels versus the Cutters. You have some of the better teams in my grades going head to head here. The Colonel's really the standout team for me in the entire draft. I feel like the guys and Damon Dennis did a solid job as captains of this squad. Um, Again, the Cutters are a really good squad, but I I think we're going to actually get a super good matchup in this one. The Colonels, um, you know, really got most of the value picks, right? Snagging all of their players in later rounds than they should have. I feel like most of their players should have gone earlier. Um, and the, the key to the Cutters is going to be their standout rookies. They went with Whedonfield and Chamberlain, 1-2. I have no doubt Whedonfield's going to live up to his peck pick. Can Chamberlain come in and say, I am a number two pick, and I'm going to play like a number two pick? I love the, the Cutters' middle, 3-7, through seven, um, and it's going to be the me, the middle of their niche that's going to be the muscle for them and key to, to, to winning that matchup against the Colonels.
0: Either way, it'll be an exciting season for the team's broadcast. Can't wait to watch it. But now it is time for our special guest. As I mentioned earlier, we are going to spend some time here with Kyle Malone, just coming off of a, a huge win in the shootout series for singles going into the event this weekend. Maybe looking to pick up another singles win or doubles. We'll see. But, Kyle, welcome to the show.
3: What's up, guys? Yo. No. <laughs> yes.
2: Kyle, right. Kyle, you just you got the big dub. How did I, I, First question I'm taking is... You know, I was actually looking back through your titles list and literally there was a zero in the column for singles. Everything. I mean, everything that you did was doubles and that's not to take anything away. It's just that it was just a different a different way that you've won. And you got a little emotional when Michelle was interviewing on the broadcast. I mean, can you kind of just kind of take us through that again and what what it meant to kind of get a big singles win, given that everything in your past had been doubles related?
3: Yeah, I definitely got choked up. Um, <laughs> it was a man for starters. Y'all put on a great show this weekend or this past weekend. Um, thank you. Thank you. I had a great You're time. Right. Um, but yeah, the singles win felt great. Um, it was, I'm right where I wanted to be to start this year. Um, be more than just a doubles player, like you said, the best all around player I can be. And um, I think I'm off to a good start
1: uh yes off to a good start definitely <laughs> hey i got a question for you so let me just kind of run through my like my perception of kyle malone as i came into this game and then where, where you're at now and just, i'm just trying to understand like kind of your journey so if we go back to like, 2018 2019 let's go back like four years um when i came into this you were clearly a legit player uh someone someone who i felt was just always like right outside and i want to say you you know if you look at like the three years before your suspension, it was like, you've always finished 20 to 30, 20 to 30, 20, 21, something like that. But then you fast forward to today, coming off of the suspension, something's different. I mean, you, you're not a 20 to 30 guy anymore. You're now being talked about as a guy who could be one of the better players in this, in this game, period. So what happened between like, if we go back three, four years ago to today, what's different for you that is, is really maybe the, the result of all of your success right now? I
3: think that suspension was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> okay. Just like something um, mental
1: or got you yeah, focused? Yeah.
3: Um, I realized I had to do better. Um, I had to be a better person, be a better player, be a better be a re- better representation of the game um, because there are people that do look up to me. And um, it was a big eye-opener. Uh, I basically told myself, man, you got to do better. You got to – not just a better person either, a better player because uh, you're not getting the credit that you feel like you deserve. You got to work harder, All right? right? Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I—that's what I've been doing. Um, you know, practicing three days a week, playing two nights a week, um, doing it the Monday to Friday thing, treating it like a job. Um, doing my pressure washing on the side. You know, um, I feel good. So say. there's just yeah.
1: like this, like a new focus and a more more of a grind going on than what was what what was going pre pre suspension. I
3: think it's more of a confidence level. Um, right. Like uh, I wasn't ever confident. I was always in my head, uh, man. You're stuck at that second in your bracket. You can't win a bracket. You're never gonna win a bracket. It's just a curse. And you know, I put my head down, went to work in the off season, the start of the year, and it paid off.
0: There you go. Now you threw those pink bags on the broadcast. They were uh, not your bags. So okay. how was it going back saying like these bags were the winners? How did that, it was like a teenager, right? Who had those bags?
3: Yeah. Um, his name's Riley. Um, he's from Winterhaven up the road. He'll probably be there this weekend. I'm sure. Um, so you'll probably see those bags around somewhere. But uh, yeah, he, he saved me big time because, uh, you know, Jamie had the higher seed and, he had the teal bags, and my go-to bags are baby blue, and that doesn't work. So, you know, the black boards. You know, there's no there's no specific rule saying, but you know, I called Cat, I asked her, and she, the TV producer, said, "Well, we prefer you not to use them." So instead of you know making a making it hard on everybody else, I thought of Riley and like, hey, he's got some pink ones. Um, let me ask him if I can use them. And I grabbed them, and the whole plane ride over to Arizona, I was thinking in my head, man, there's no rule you can't use black bags. Why wouldn't you just use them? You've already won a you've already won a conference this year with them. Why wouldn't you just keep using them? Um, at that point, I realized, well, maybe I was just meant to throw them. And then I won. So.
1: <laughs> and you gave them back. I did. I did. <laughs> hey, you got to be like, Hey Riley, here's five sets. Let me just yeah, have this yeah, one yeah. set. Cause that's going on my wall,
3: man. That's." Going and on he's the got a care package on the way from Jeff Reynolds himself too. For that.
1: No. Yeah.
2: There you, go. No, there you go. So obviously, you know, big, you know, big starts the year in singles, but you know, playing with Jimmy this year, right. I mean, talk a little, can you talk a little bit about just how that partnership came about and, how you guys have developed some chemistry and, and, and and put together what we, I think everybody on this call would say thinks is going to be a pretty successful team this year.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. um, I wanted to play with Jimmy uh, last year, you know, about Fort Worth, Texas time. We had talked about a little bit. Um, Then we ran Arizona and we didn't do terrible. We didn't do great either, Um, but we were comfortable playing with each other and we decided that, you know, the more, maybe the more we play together, the more it'll work out. And, um, going into the year, I didn't think we were going to play together. Um, he had other obligations, other, you know, another path that he was pursuing. Um, and I was coming off the suspension, like you said, so it was a little, you know, it was a little part of a conversation, I guess you'd say. Um, and then we talked to Jeff and, you know, Jeff was open. He was, you know, great. He, he was understanding um, about my suspension and you know i gave him my word that i'd be on my best behavior so uh um, he took a shot on us and you know we've been grinding it out and um we've been working working better together on the court um we talk a lot off the court too so you know that helps we go over bag selection prehand. y'all know how jimmy is he's real analytical like i am so yeah we have some good conversations
1: or is there something to this? Or is it a coincidence? You know, you come out with uh, McClellan, right? Right <laughs> out of the gate. New bag company, win, win a couple nationals. Come out with a new bag company. We lost uh, him. Won. Oh, did we lose him? Oh, we <laughs> lost him. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll answer this for him here.
2: I'll answer this for him here, Anthony. Um, yeah, there's a trend, right? One thing, there's a trend, I was going right? to say, just... look, he's won two out of the four kickoff battles. He's yes. got to win he, it, two of the last four kickoff battles, he's won. So, like, the pressure is on Jimmy. Jimmy's got to win this. <laughs> yep. He's got to help him win this first one because he's uh <laughs> he doesn't have another option, right? Because he just because has a Kyle for, does. He wins yeah. doubles kickoff battles. That's all. That's all with Kyle new part,
1: new partners, new bags. Start the season, I'm winning because he won. But G-O was it yeah, Vegas?
0: One. Yeah. So Vegas was last season. Was Vegas the season before as well for kickoff battle?
2: No, no, he won. So Kyle won last year kickoff battle in Vegas. That was Uh when he was throwing with Cody Johnson, throwing sure shot backs. And that was a brand new partnership and a brand new, you know, setup. then. But in 2020, he was throwing kill shots for the first time. That was like, everybody was like, what's a kill shot? What's a kill shot? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that was the first kill kill shot back with a new partner in Dalton McClam first event of the year. So, I said the same okay. thing about
1: sure shots, though. What's a sure shot? So it's like he takes yeah. the <laughs> yeah, unknown. Exactly. And,
0: well, Reynolds is the was, opposite of unknown.
1: Reynolds is trying true. Yeah,
2: yeah. although in fairness, they may go, what's a Reynolds hurricane? Like I didn't, I had true? never, before this weekend, I had never picked up a Reynolds hurricane bag.
0: But is that um, what they're going to throw? Because that's what he threw in singles. But is that what Jimmy throws?
2: That's a good point. They should just – too bad Jimmy can't um, – too bad they can't, can't throw, throw like, Jimmy's, like, five-year-old, old, <laughs> sticky pro advantages. Oh, yeah. we got we got him back here. Exactly. We got him back. <laughs> got him back. Yeah, sorry, guys.
3: My, my phone overheated, and it said I had to wait for the temperature. To
0: oh,
3: <laughs> oh, no. We just, oh, gosh.
0: That, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, we were just talking
1: about your history of coming out and winning kickoff battles with a new partner, with a new bag. Uh, Now coming out with a new bag, winning the first major uh, pro event of the season. So we were kind of just reminiscing about that history. And if it was a coincidence or what the heck's going on there, what's your take on that? Oh, we lost him again. He's frozen.
2: He's
0: frozen. His phone, how (laughs) does his phone be so hot? (laughs) Isn't it cold? (laughs) I don't understand.
2: Yeah, it must be. uh,
0: We'll never know. Oh, there we go. We got okay, you.
1: There we
3: go. Um, sorry, Anthony, you cut out about halfway through.
1: No worries. We were just talking about your uh, your history of winning with new partners and new bags. And, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Is that just a crazy coincidence or is something, something going on there that you know about we don't? Um, it might be some kind of weird, yeah,
3: voodoo going on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always in you- Florida, too. Why is it always um, in Florida, the first two, right? And then we go to Las Vegas, and I yep. guess it was the home thing. So, yeah, yeah,
2: that, that's true. That's true. That's, true. that's uh, a good point. Oh, I guess last question kind of centered around that, Kyle. Bag selection. Are you guys going to throw Hurricanes? Or are you going to throw something different? What are you guys going to throw in doubles?
3: Um, I know Jimmy's got a couple sets that he got from Jeff. Um, he was in Ohio a couple weeks ago um, and that he was given a toss around. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know if he's got those broken. Um, we like to throw his pro xs sometimes. Typhoons, Hurricanes, who knows. <laughs> we'll, we'll, Doesn't we'll matter hur- as long as they go in the hole. Yep.
0: Yeah, like Hurricanes, I haven't thrown them uh, either. Is that a faster bag or a slower bag? What's that bag like?
3: So it's um, it's a it's a combo between the Typhoon and the Pro Advantage. Um, It's okay. got a Typhoon sticky side, but it's got that nice controlled speed slick side that you can really get got into. It. You don't have to worry about it flying off the back.
1: Yeah,
0: that's nice. That'll work.
3: Which All could right, work Kyle. for Jimmy
1: because he throws super hard too. So uh, yeah, that, that I'd always be surprised uh, if that
3: didn't work. And that that slick side uh, is paired with a carpet bag, the pro advantage that like he used yes. to throw. So um, yep. it could be a good comforting thing for him too.
2: Heck yeah! Yeah,
0: there you go. All right, any last minute questions before we wrap up with Kyle?
2: I'm, I'm good. Appreciate it, Kyle. And uh, go get keep it rolling, go baby. It this weekend, keep rolling.
3: Yeah. Appreciate Conference it, Kyle. Yes.
2: Now open Kyle.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle and shootout Kyle. Now we need open there Kyle. <laughs> Let's add it. Now, Kyle later. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Kyle. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, good luck here this weekend.
3: Yes, ma'am. Thank you, guys. You really and you, uh, brother. Thanks, Kyle. And a great job this past weekend. You too, Michelle. It was so thanks. much fun. And um, I really appreciate the opportunity.
1: Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, thanks, Kyle.
0: All right, another easy person to root for, right? All right, let's go into buy or sell. I'm going to read you some lines here, and you let me know if you buy or sell. The first one being Winter Haven is the most stacked field for an open so far this season. Buy or sell?
2: Uh, this is tough because I thought both Myrtle Beach and Virginia Beach had had really really tough fields. Yeah. Um. Myrtle. So mm-hmm. it's tough to go against that. I'm. I actually am going to sell it. I'm going to say that that that, that Virginia Beach at at 384 is a little bit more, but this feels a little bit more concentrated with maybe top 15 to top 20 players. But overall I'll say it's just misses it by a hair. I'll sell. Okay. Anthony.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, There's no, there's no argument. It's stacked. Now if it's more stacked is a different argument, but Hey, it's going to be tough. Whoever wins out of this thing, is going to be a player that could make a, and I, I'm i expecting a pro to win, but hey, anything could happen. But that player, you win in that type of an audience, whether it was Myrtle, Virginia Beach, now Florida, you win in that audience, you're on radar. There's no doubt as someone that could make a, a run in the pro division.
0: Absolutely. All right, next one. A Florida player defends home turf and wins open singles by herself.
2: Yeah, so I'm going through this. So who do I get, right? If I buy it, I get Rawls, Malone, Hamilton, Bubenheim, other Rawls, Halbert, Streaker, Camba,
1: Camba, um, you can throw Schindler, in a hot Kingsbury, uh,
2: Kingsbury. Um, yep. So I will buy it, right? I think if you if you gave me if you just gave me really Alex Rawls, Fisher, Hamilton, um, Kyle Malone, you know. and and throw in one or two other, I I, I could probably get away with just that. You give me everybody else. I'll buy it. I'll say, I'll say a Florida
1: player wins it.
0: Okay. Anthony,
1: I can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's, there's two of the top 10 players. There's still eight other top tens actually looking at it real quick. The top 12 finishers from last season, all in the field. Hey, yes, Florida is a beast. And maybe I think we'll talk about them a little bit later in the show, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell on this one. I'm gonna sell on this one, Trey. We'll talk about this on the next episode. Yeah, See who gets yeah. this one.
0: <laughs> Cheyenne Bubenheim is a lock to win women's singles.
2: Ah oh, man, it's it's just again one of those things where I just don't know Pretty what to expect. Subject. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna say somebody else comes in and gets her um, on this event as she's still trying to figure out that carpet.
0: Anthony.
1: So actually leading up to this i have I have really been defending the deepness of the women's category and I've been selling on Bubenheim to win. I'm gonna actually buy it this time. um okay. she threw I thought she threw the carpet really well at on on the broadcast. I think she threw like 16 or something in a row with a carpet bag. I liked that when she missed it was on the hole I mean that's that's the key to the game. You just want that carpet to to stay around the hole and mess other people up so I'm gonna buy this one time. I'm gonna buy it this one time. Please.
0: Okay, the Southeast is the toughest conference in the country.
2: This is fighting words. This is fighting <laughs> words.
0: Yeah, this is this is inviting a whole lot of DMs.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at all the way, you could argue the you know Great Lakes, Mid South, Southwest, Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy it. I I think when you if you'd taken maybe the state of North Carolina and the state of Florida, I could maybe argue North Carolina being better than Florida. But when you add in Mississippi, when you add in Georgia, and you add in some additional depth to an already stacked Florida, again take take the state of Texas, fine. But when you compare those secondary states, maybe of Oklahoma, you know compared to. I don't know. I'm going to buy it. I think it's the toughest out there, <clears throat> Anthony.
1: Yeah, Southeast, like you said, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, South, Texas, Oklahoma. You were saying here. Here's where I'm hung up, Trey. Is Great Lakes, Illinois, <clears throat> Michigan. We could <clears throat> stop there. They have Indiana and Wisconsin in there, but just those two. You got Richards, Lopez, Ruben, Niested, Shermerhorn, Bernissett, Gustafson. I mean, that's just to name a few. I think it comes down to that. We could even throw the mid south in there with Kentucky and Tennessee. You got Guy, Guy, Dennis, McGuffin, Ryan, King. This one's tough. I'm I'm gonna go the other way, Trey. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell and I'm gonna take the uh, the Great Lakes. I'm gonna take the Great Lakes. Okay.
0: Come on. All right, last one. Arizona was just the beginning for Kyle Malone.
2: Buy yeah, it. I'm, I'm buy- Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Um, I'm front. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm buying it. I, I think he's will he be the number one player at the end of the year? I think there's, I think I doubt that, but this is not like Anthony talked during that interview. This is not a 20 to 40 Kyle Malone that we've been seeing recently. This is a, this is a three, eight, 13, 15 at the worst right now, the way he's playing.
1: Yeah. If we go back to the draft Mish, you know, I was the one guy who was, everyone was on the, on the Malone train. I was the one guy that wasn't And It was, goes back to his interview. He was a 20 to 30 player before that. And then he hit the suspension. I, to me, there was just too much risker. I didn't know how he was going to come out of the suspension. And I didn't know how the captains and the rest of the league was going to view him in the suspension. So I couldn't buy into him as a number one player because of the unknowns, but just seeing him into the interview, the way that he was talking, the way that he was carrying himself, the way that he was carrying himself on site at the broadcast, talking Mm -hmm. him before and after the tournament, I think there's a complete turnaround right now in Kyle Malone, and I'm excited to see it. That was the unknown that I just didn't know. I think he comes out in, I said it last time, I think he could be a top 10 player in the league. Absolutely. Now. He's got the head right now.
0: He's got it. He's locked in. All right. Locked in. Hot takes. What do we got?
1: Yeah. So, Michelle, we can
2: skip hers. Um, <laughs> mine, look, I want to be extra bold, and I, and I want to continue to say that I think there's a lot of talk about this kid and this group. I'm going to double down on what I did in uh, in the open last open where I wanted to go with Uh-oh. doubles. I'm going to take JBJ and Sammy Soto, open okay. champions in Winter Haven.
0: Are we sure he's going okay. this time? I'm not no. sure he's
2: going. He's gonna sh- <laughs> he's not going to show up again, and I'm going to be <laughs> left without a hot take.
0: Anthony.
1: All right, I'm going singles, uh, and I'm thinking here. What's a hot take? Kyle Malone, no longer a hot take. You're in, bud. You're you're out of the hot take discussions. I'm going to take the top 10s out, the the guys who are due for big wins. Wootens, Hicks, Lopez, you're out. I'm going to go to my making moves list. I like the soda call for singles, but I'm going to pass on that one. I'm going to go scolding hot. Scolding hot, hot take. Chris Kingsbury, open number eight singles winner.
2: Wow. Wow whoa
0: (laughs) Uh, okay and then just so we can wrap it up quickly here eric davis fisher hamilton let's go we got this (laughs) that's all we got time for today uh enjoy (sighs) the cornhole this weekend and we'll see you guys all next time